Welcome, bienvenidos, bienvenue, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. This is Trey King, with an E, not an I. How are y'all doing out there? Today, I wanted to talk about vinyl records, how I came across them. Some interesting finds that I have accumulated during my journey of vinyl collecting, how I came about it, how I started it, what planted that seed in there to get on this hipster riding, vinyl collecting, Macintosh, Logan sound, blowing, massive, pumping money into sound systems, just to play a record at 33 RPM. <laughs> anyway, just sit back, chill, let's have some fun. For this vinyl journey to be in, we can just go back to when I was a little boy growing up in Laredo, Texas. Back then, we didn't have CDs or streaming music like we do now, or mostly streaming music. CDs are starting to be a relic of the past, and that's kind of wild. With uh, the resurgence of audiophile and vinyl, well, going back to when I was little, I can just be sitting around with um, my family, my aunts and uncles, just listening to Journey, Escape, Air Supply, and I can remember seeing these album covers, uh, Mudslide Slim, James Taylor, Harry Chapman. And that's also the cool thing with getting a record. Not only are you getting an awesome album, you're also getting some interesting artwork or how the jackets are set up within the LP. One LP right now that comes into mind that I have that has a cool jacket cover is Brain Salad Surgery by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Some H.R. Geiger artwork in the on the album cover and how the jacket just opens up a couple ways and you just see amazing artwork from H.R. Geiger. That's, uh, that's also, that's, that's just kind of one of the cool things that you come across when getting into records. Yeah, that clip you just listened to is still You Turn Me On, Why Are You Welcome? by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer off of Brain Salad Surgery. That's one of my favorite songs off of that album. I started to collect vinyl around... December of 2014, when I was still in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. Yeah, Florida. That could be another podcast to talk about. That was um, great experiences living in Florida. But anyway, I was seeing on Facebook, there's a couple of buddies of mine who would post... Now listening to Shocking Blue, or now listening to Slayer, or now listening to this, and he would just post a picture of his album and give a YouTube clip of the tracks. 
I kind of thought, hey, that sounds like kind of fun, just to get a stereo and a record player to test it out and see if I'd like it. So I went to Craigslist, found a Sony record player going for 40 bucks. This guy was selling. So I went ahead and got it, and when I got that, he also gave me, I don't know if I still have it or not, but it was like old western campfire songs. Like old Geller, old Geller. No, it wasn't old Geller, but yeah, just something I'm like just sitting around the campfire and just playing music. It was just, it was a silly album to have. I don't know if I have it, but yeah, that was just a little free gift. No harm, no foul, right? But, um, yeah, got my, got my record player just to test it out and take it from there. So after I got that Sony record player, I needed to go get some records. So checked out a couple of places, checked out some thrift stores. I remember getting Rush's 2112 on the 180 gram. I got that. A buddy of mine had Metallica Ride the Lightning, and he also brought over Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here to listen to them. When I listened to Metallica Ride the Lightning, prior to listening to vinyl, I listened to that to the hell out of that CD back in 2000 or whatever. I listened to the hell out of that CD. But when I listened to the LP of Ride the Lightning, immediately I could hear other guitars, tracks that I could not hear on the CD. Oh, and uh, and also, if you're wondering, not only did I have the Sony record player, I had a Sony home theater receiver that had a phono input, and the speakers that I had were Definitive Technology Pro Cinema 60 speakers. Home theater sound, but it also helped with the record with the vinyl listening. But when I listened to, yeah, Ride the Lightning, especially Call of Cthulhu, when I listened to Call of Cthulhu and was hearing other sounds and other guitar in that track, it was, I, I couldn't explain, I couldn't explain it. It was just amazing to hear like other guitar tracks that were on there or other little hisses or little little sounds that I did not remember listening to on the CD. So once I listened to that, boom, the vinyl addiction began. And then from then on, I was collecting all sorts of vinyl and some that I'll go ahead and go over with y'all. Now, over in the St. Petersburg area of Tampa Bay, there were a handful of record stores that I visited pretty often. Some that come to mind are Daddy Cool Records. There I bought a couple of records. There I bought Manaz Donde Jugaron Los Niños. That is a fucking cool album. 
Mana, if y'all aren't familiar with Mana, Mana is a Spanish group. They are kind of like, oh, I guess they're kind of like, I don't want to say Bon Jovi, but yeah, kind of like on the lines of Bon Jovi, but way better. And yeah, but I also bought uh, Faith No More, The Real Thing. There was a 180 gram version of The Real Thing that I bought over there. Which I'm going to talk about later on, because if y'all are looking for the real thing, Faith No More, do not get the 180 gram vinyl. It is mixed terribly. It sounds like shit. A lot of trouble on that album. Not enough bass. It's just ear piercing to listen to it. Don't get the 180 gram of the real thing by Faith No More. You're welcome. And on that note, with Faith No More, whenever I'm just on the lookout for vinyl anywhere, wherever that catches my eye. Yeah, there's little gems or just little albums I've found throughout my advent, my four-year adventure of vinyl collecting. Couple that come into mind, uh, Pink Floyd The Wall. I was able to find an original copy of Pink Floyd The Wall. Got it for 20 bucks, so that was a sweet deal. Also found a mono version of Jefferson Airplane Surrealistic Pillow. Yeah, that one was, I think I paid 40 or 50 bucks for it. But yeah, it was, it was a mono version of Surrealistic Pillow, excuse me. And yeah, White Rabbit. Somebody to Love, She Has Funny Cars, nice little Jefferson Airplane album. And going back to Faith No More, go ahead and talk about that in a bit. So the Faith No More adventure starts off in 11th Street Records in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. I was with my aunt. We were eating at a restaurant across the street. And so, hey, records, let's go check it out. So we go check out the record store. Nice little record store also has a recording studio in it. Looking around, some of the interesting finds I found were the three-legged Alice in Chains, three-legged dog Alice in Chains record. That one's going for 250, 270 bucks. I'm like, eh no. Let's look around some more. So looking around and I see the real thing by Faith No More. And it said original sealed copy. Ooh, and it was $50, so double ooh, ooh. Asked the clerk about it, and sure enough, it was an original sealed copy of the real thing. And I immediately grabbed that record, brought it back with me, brought it back to me in Florida. They were nice enough to ship it over to me. And at this time, I upgraded my turntable from the Sony turntable. Ended up finding a Techniques SL1200 MK2, as they call them, wheels of steel. Yeah, very durable, direct drive turntable. Also got the Ortofon Red Stylus. That's also makes the album sound sweet and nice. So yeah, putting on... The Real Thing, Faith No More, totally blows the 180 gram mix shit that came out back, well, I don't know, which 
can't remember when that one eighty gram was re-released, but yeah, don't get the re-release. If you're able to find an original copy of the Real Thing Faith No More, get it. So now we come to, well, what made you want to go ahead and talk about vinyl today? Well, I mentioned that in my first podcast about vinyl, and I was going to bring it up for a later podcast, which is today, and also talk about one of the other finds, and it was Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj. <gasps> oh my gosh, are we going to talk about Nicki Minaj? Is this it? Is this it? Uh, no. Nope. Not going to talk about Nicki Minaj in this podcast. I'm sorry. But I do promise you she will make an appearance in a future podcast, but not tonight. This is the reason why. That, my eager listeners, is Red Rain by Peter Gabriel off of his album, So. So, how did I come across this one? Well, today, I was at the store... Best Buy wanted to look for a USB microphone so I could start doing this podcast because this is a lot of fun. But I couldn't find a USB microphone, so I went to go look at the records. And sure enough, what did I find? So by Peter Gabriel. I also I got this one because, well, I did get a previous copy, which I will talk about because it was... Some intense circumstances on how I got the So album previously when I was over in Florida. It was, it involved a free copy for the taking. And it was between myself and a buddy of mine. And it was a hard drawn fight. Oh my lord, it was so intense. I And I can't believe I survived. There was... Some immense steel involved, a lot of papers flying, and some alabaster just being thrown to bits. Oh my lord, it was the most intense battle of paper, rock, and scissors that I ever endured. And I succumbed to it, and my buddy got the free copy of So by Peter Gabriel, but that did not stop me. I was able to find that at a thrift store or in one of the record stores in St. Pete. I believe it was at Bananas. I can't remember, but I did find a copy in Florida. But which brings me to today. I found a copy at Best Buy. I mainly wanted to get the copy, well, because it was 180 gram vinyl. And which sounds impressive. Kind of better than the original one that I found. But it also had a digital download so I could stream that in my car because there's some that can't find the streaming music of Peter Gabriel unless I go to a full membership of Spotify. But nah, I'm happy with Google Play Music. And that was how this vinyl adventure came to be on this podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was a whole lot of fun compiling all this stuff for the vinyl podcast for today. Was able to add 
couple of bits of songs that I enjoyed through my vinyl findings. And that is just what I talked about today. It was just the tip of the iceberg. As far as how many records I have, I have, well, I want to say I have about 120 records, which is a good, decent number for um, Vinyl Collector and me. I haven't really been buying much records lately just uh, due to other personal circumstances that what we call life, but I'm sure the vinyl bug will still be there and I'll get back on the vinyl horse and start getting other little nice little golden gems and nuggets out there in record world. Yeah, some of the records that I want to find, I'll just go ahead and just name some of them that I'm on the look for. I want to find a copy of Off the Wall by Michael Jackson that won't break the bank. I want to find that. I also, I'm sure there's one out there, but I want to find a copy of Doubt by Jesus Jones. That would be kind of neat to own. Um, those are just two that pop into my head right now. And I'm sure there's others in there in the noggin, but they haven't surfaced yet. But yes, that concludes today's podcast of Kingston Cornucopia. And just want to thank you all for listening in. This is a really fun adventure that I'm enjoying quite a bit. And there will be a lot more in the future. Still got a couple of uh, music ones to go out there, but maybe I'll just talk about some others random stuff later on down the road but for now um good night good morning wherever you are thank you for listening gracias merci beaucoup good night cheers